Have you ever thought about how our world is being shaped? Where are we headed and what might we leave behind? You're listening to Nextcasts, presented by Swissnext San Francisco, where we examine the forces shaping our emergent future through conversations with scientists, entrepreneurs, artists, and designers. We've all heard about coral bleaching, but do we know why it's so devastating to our planet? I'm here today with Marie Grismar. She's an artist and she's created large sculptures that replicate coral reefs in our gallery. Marie's goal is to create awareness of marine ecology. And this topic is especially close to home to me as I used to live in Australia where we lost almost half of the coral reefs in the past three years to coral bleaching caused by climate change. So the outlook is bleak to say the least. And now it's a race to save our coral reefs. And today I'm exploring what the role of the artist is in this conversation. So Marie, can you tell us about your work here at Swissnext? Hello, Perrine. Thank you for having me today. So I'll be very blunt and take you in the room, like if you were with me in in front of the sculpture. So we are in a view lab in the Swissnext San Francisco um, um, organization. And you have in front of a, a window where you see the sea, five kind of massive sculpture out of terracotta tones, colors, very sh- weirdly shaped, like an organic um, landscape. Um, you can go in and explore weird uh, round shapes. You can, you can be, imagine like you're a fish and you, you would just explore a new world, a new playground. So you have these five sculptures that I made out of papier-mâché. Um, I usually use clay, but for this sh- short time period, and when I was here in San Francisco for three months, I decided to do just a show to sh- see, to show pe- people what I'm capable to do and what they should expect if I put them in the water. Right. So um, what, are you, what are you trying to achieve with your work or what, what do you want the audience to achieve when they view your work? So like I said, these sculptures, sh- they should be underwater. So you have to imagine they are on a seabed in a shallow water where you can see the, the light going in, in the water. And if you would be a fish, so you're kind of small, right? So those sculptures, they look kind of big. So where would you hide if you, if you would have to hide from a predator? Or what would you, I don't know, eat or make your home? Also, if you were a coral, like it, that would be a, a crazy building complex, five stars hotel, uh, like a pinnacle. And you and your polyps can grow and that's amazing. So I kind of hope with this work, I could provide support for a lot of diversity in marine ecosystem. And uh, through diverse shapes and intricate organic forms, that could happen. So, so you kind of want the audience to feel like they are on on the ocean bed and they are a fish in this in this ecosystem, and this is this is kind of a, I guess their playground in a way. It is actually I, I call this piece uh, "Beneath the Sea: A New Form of Reef," um, and it's exactly that. It's a new form of reef. What I like also to work with this kind of sculpture and it's nature is taking it like 
if you hope, if it works, and like you said, clothes are dying, and this is a big issue, but if you provide them support where they can grow and feel stronger, then in a couple of years, you won't even see the art. You won't even see the weird shapes made by an artist. <laughs> you would just see like a, a huge reef, fully diverse um, uh, and healthy corals, and that could help a lot of a lot of things, not only the corals and the ecosystem, the, ma the balance of organisms that are living on the water, but also the, the coast, the people that are living on, on islands or even ashore, uh, like here in California as well. So this is a small, <laughs> a small step to help coral reefs not to die. So that brings me to my next question. Um, so you are, you, you are a Swiss artist and Switzerland um, is a landlocked country, although there are many beautiful lakes in Switzerland. Um, but I'm interested to know um, how your love for the ocean came about. So my mother, she's from France uh, in Brittany. Um, you have a lot of water there. <laughs> you don't have corals though. But I, I guess my love for water became when I was a kid and I started to die when I was eight. My father was uh, was starting diving at 50, so he was quite old. <laughs> and I was really impressed. I really wanted to go underwater. I c you know, when you have goggles, you can see uh, fish and algaes and things are weird. And I wanted to do that. So when I was eight, I was the first, my first thing I wanted to do was to do, to do that. So I went in a swimming pool first and then in the lakes. And when I was a little bit older, I went in the sea and in Brittany again, and also in the Red Sea, and in the Indian Ocean. And then I got a, uh, I was 20, 20 something, and I became a dive master. So <laughs> it started quite slow when I was a kid, and then I decided to really to do something with it. It's really interesting. Um, it sounds like you've been to a lot of different oceans already around the world, because you mentioned the Red Sea and the Indian Ocean. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the residency that you did in the Red Sea? Sure, that was a challenge. <laughs> so I went uh, for three months in uh, King Abdullah University of Science and Technology. It's um, uh, in Saudi Arabia, uh, Jeddah. So, so it's really in the middle of, uh, you have the Red Sea and it's really in the middle. And it was a um, an program organized by Artists in Last, which is based in Switzerland. So that's why I had the chance to go in Saudi Arabia and in the Red Sea. So there, um, the goal was to collaborate with scientists. And you have the Red Sea Research Center um, and the Reef Genomic Labs that uh, was directed by Professor uh, Christian Wolstra, a German uh, professor. And they were really into um, knowing why corals in the Red Sea are more resistant to other corals. And this is what... This is what um, Sorry for my uh, stumbling. Uh, the water in the Red Sea is a little bit hotter than in the ocean. Mm -hmm. And however, some of the corals were not bleaching. The bleach was catastrophic, but some of the corals are more resistant. So they were really like detectives trying to know how. And the, the answer is still not there, but they're trying to figure it out. And I was amazed by all the research they were doing. And thanks to them, we had a great talk and I could develop my work of doing underwater artificial reefs. Mm. So 
I needed to know what kind of materials I needed to uh, to put underwater, not to damage any ecosystems. It had to be eco-friendly. Um, the shapes as well, very important. And I depicted before a little bit when it was organic and the shapes were, you know, round and have holes. And, and if you were a fish, you would go in that hole and you want a little bit of sun and shade. So I really tried to make different shapes that were inspired by the corals and different organisms. So I was underwater, I was sketching underwater, I was in the lab talking with the scientist. And this is something I, I still do and I still need to do to improve my work and improve the impact on on these on this work on this working if I put them in the water. So this is an not just something I did and then I thought, oh great, like you have to entertain and maintain uh, this connection. And can can you tell us a little bit about your experience of working with scientists coming coming from like your visual art background? So <laughs> I really loved it. It was at at first they didn't know what I was doing there. They were like, "What an artist! Like, what is she doing? What, does she even know what she's doing?" <laughs> and of course, I I didn't know what I was doing because I I'm not a scientist. But my love for for water and my skills as a diver were still common to them, to their practice. So first I joined them on a field trip. And this was the most effective way to communicate with them because when you're in the water, even if you're a scientist or an artist, you know if the, the person is a, is a good diver or not. And you know what the, the interest lies. So on the lab then we developed a communication that was a little bit more soft for me to understand. So they were first starting with like DNA, uh, protein, and like very specific names that I would not understand because I don't have a biology background. And I was trying to do like a very not concept uh, talk of my work, like more uh, with facts. <laughs> so it was it was a both for both of the party uh, a very good exercise. But at the end, we kind of uh, even developed new ideas together. I was feeding them with crazy ideas and they were feeding me with crazy data. So it was just the best collaboration ever. Was it was it during this resident residency that you came up with the idea to make um, to make these generative coral reef structures for the for the that actually go on the, the ocean bed and then to create models of that to present in the gallery? Or were you already working on this idea before the residency? The idea was was already there. I, I was um, so when I was twenty something twenty one, I went to the CHL and I worked. I assisted some scientists. They were doing nursery, which is not the same thing as artificial reefs, where you just break a little piece of a healthy coral and you put it um, on a string, and then on the string you wait, and then maybe they will grow better, and then you put them back on the reef. So this is cloning, and when I, I, I started there, basically the idea started there. I wanted to do something more. I thought these strings are not so <laughs> nice. <laughs> they, they're not giving anything for the public to, to relate, you know. But I didn't have the, the platform to do it. So it started really to, to be something, a subject, when I went to Saudi Arabia. So it was in 2016. But the idea was in 2011, 12. 
What are your plans for the sculpture that's currently in in the Swiss Next Gallery? So those are not going underwater, obviously, because they're out of paper. <laughs> um, it's more to reach uh, to reach out to people that have no idea of what's going on underwater. As you can see here, we're on Swiss Next, and you see the sea. It's just a surface. You don't even see what's going on underwater. So it's also, you know, like institutions like aquariums, they're showing what's underwater. I'm not showing that, but I'm saying a story with it. So this is kind of um, my way to express something I want people to know. And without saying what you're doing is bad with the ecology or you should do this and do that. No, I'm just trying to say, hey, you have this, you have this thing, this treasure in the water and it's beautiful. And you're, you're from Australia, so y you know. <laughs> and you have this weird shape. Yeah, but they're actually inspired by the reefs and you need that to to be connected with the with your environment and again you know so this is why i tried to do with this sculpture what what are your next plans and how can people um how can our aud audience keep up with your next projects and work in the future oh so many questions <laughs> um maybe first i i would like to say that even if i go back to switzerland the because I came here to reach out to people and to science specifically. Uh, you mentioned before I'm in Switzerland, so there is no marine biology. Uh, here you have so many institutions and universities like Stanford, Berkeley, um, the California State University in Monterey. You have the Cal Academy in San Francisco, the um, Aquarium in Monterey as well. And they are all there to protect and to understand the marine biology first, to understand what's a reef, what corals are. Uh, and some of them, they can also have solution and they protect and preserve and restore reefs. So my next steps would be continuing to partner with those people. And this is difficult to do, but I keep hope and I found some very good people that were very interested in my work. So even if I go back to Switzerland, it would be my way to, strat to put strategy and develop strategies, you know, so... I have also needs all the feedback, like I mentioned before. I need all the feedback from the sciences, so I will have to improve my work more and more. So that's a never-ending story. <laughs> and where you can follow, I mean, I'm traveling a lot, so two, two best ways to catch up with me would be either Instagram or my website. Uh, those are my names <laughs> and my last name. So Marie Grismar or Marie Grismar. <laughs> <laughs> and can you tell us um, how how is your experience with being a science communication fellow and resident during, um, at Swissnex? I have to say it was awesome. I, I did new things I haven't done before. I, I already did uh, conferences and talks and small workshops, but I never experienced that in a new universe, you know, so not with people from California or from the U.S., so this was kind of great, and I was a little bit stressed out <laughs> because it's not my, you know, it's my not my expertise. I'm just doing stuff with my hands, and this is basically what I learned. So to share, when I'm underwater, I don't have to talk. When I'm on in my studio, I don't have to talk. But when I'm in front of people and talking and and even doing a podcast, <laughs> so. I, I do have new strategies also to communicate, and I think that's that's great. Yeah. 
is there any last thing that you want to add about your work, about this project, um, about your love for the ocean or reefs that um, you might think is, is interesting for our audience to hear? So maybe if you don't like art <laughs> and you don't like science, but you like movies, you should watch uh, the documentaries of the BBC, um, uh, the planet, uh, Blue Planet, and um, Planet Earth. Very good documentaries. And even if you don't, if you're bored by the scientific paper or you really like think art is it's too abstract, <laughs> you should watch these because you will then totally relate to what the nature and the environment you are in. Great. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Marie. And um, we also have an interview on Next Trends, um, a written interview that you can also read. Um, and the website is nexttrends.org. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you so much for being 